following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hello, this is Derek Snow, also known as the voice of Shinra Kusakabe, saying, You're listening to Toonami Faithful Podcast Exclusive, saying, Smash that podcast headphones to your ears, man. Welcome to Nami Faithful listeners. This is your host, CJ Maffers here. I'm alongside Sketch, and we are with a very special guest here today. Hi, I'm Derek Snow. They know me as the voice of Shin Rikuzakabe on the awesome Toonami show, Fire Force. It was definitely a show that Sketch and I both enjoyed. Uh, we still do. I actually do want to read the manga, but before we kind of get into Fire Force, uh, mm-hmm. for you, what was it like? Uh, not only having a show that you were in get on Toonami, but to hear like your voice very prominently on the block as, as the lead character Shinra? Well, I had a little bit of uh, earlier success, you know, getting onto Toonami uh, through uh, Black Clover and Dragon Ball Super. Um, but uh, when I found out that I was going to be cast as Shinra Kusakabe for Fire Force, it was pretty exciting. You know, the thing about doing one of those... Uh, characters uh in in you know recording far in advance you can't really say anything to anybody but you know you just you start to feel this incredible strange superhero power that you know a secret that nobody else knows and then once uh, there was a, a wacky um uh twitter reveal about the characters and um yeah it just felt so good uh, getting to know the character uh, uh kyle phillips the the cool dude who cast me um it was a it was a great process because I'd worked on him with some other shows, uh, you know. It, it's just kind of the stair step process of of getting going in uh, voice acting. You know, it's it's kind of you get you get to make really nice uh, acquaintance acquaintances and you, you work hard and you get to know these people professionally. And uh, I'd worked uh, with him uh, on um, as kind of a bad guy, uh, Walido in. Uh, fairy tale and he's got kind of this gravelly thing going on and he's got these nice sharp teeth and he smiles sometimes but he's much crazier than Shinra and uh, whenever he, he brought me into audition um I did it and he said oh that was great you know this role was yours to lose I was like say what that was that was a pretty good feeling you know I I well if I if I knew that in advance I probably you know could have freaked myself out a little bit you know because you know, it being mine to lose, but uh, ah, it was it was a great feeling knowing that I, I got to be you know do this big show. I, I had a I'd already um, read some of the manga uh, that had come over, but um, yeah, it was I I just had yeah I've, I've had nothing but great times. Fire Force has been very good to me, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is awesome to say. I always find it like exciting for for those who are getting into like anime voice acting, getting to hear their voice in like a Toonami promo, like kind of stuff like that. Like, do you get chills when you like hear your performance on not only just the show itself, but like little extras like that? Well, I'm kind of half and half. Cause in some ways, you know how you don't like hearing your own voice sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird living in, you know, being in an industry where you're basically having to, you know, love your voice. I, I, I love my voice. I mean, I have to, I would I would need a you know some big time therapy if I didn't. But like, <laughs> it's weird, like hearing yourself. You're like, whoa, that is 
That is so strange. More more like I, I'm always satisfied when I hear this great performance. You know, if I like I step away from it, a little time passes and then I can hear it again. It's like, oh, <laughs> thank goodness I, I acted good. Oh, I'm so I'm so harsh and judgmental on myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's more cool, like being able to like show some of the people that have always supported me over the years. You know, when that kind of promo or something like that hits, then I can say, I actually, I didn't fail you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it for myself or for the, you know, standing on the shoulders of all the people that, you know, trained me and taught me and, and, and you know, helped to bring me to where I am, I guess. That's when it feels really good. Nice. Um, huh. I, I think... who, who trained you? Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Oh, well, you know, I, I had my, well... My, my first, high, we've all got, you know, interesting history, probably people that inspire us. My high school teacher, uh, Mr. Keith Rogers, he, he was probably one of the, he got me from a place where I was an okay, you know, not a great actor, but he helped me to understand stuff about, you know, um, context. And uh, he he passed away a couple of years ago, so he, he didn't get to see any of this stuff, but... um. You know, often I try to just, I, I want to do good for those people that, that did great things for me. Now, in terms of, um, I mean, I've, I've had some other, like, you know, vocal training and, 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 and singing training. And uh, there's a cool dude named Tom Logan. He's a commercial director that uh, he did a lot of, he did some workshopping with me back in the day. Um, he... Uh, he, yeah, he, he found some great happiness uh, watching me do that kind of stuff. And and one of my cool pals, uh, Mr. Uh, James Fields, uh, he, he's um, he's been out of the voiceover industry for a little while, but he was on old school Dragon Ball as uh, Jimmy Firecracker. Um, we worked together for a long time when I was just, you know, some kind of a scrub that didn't, that hardly did any voiceover work. I was more commercial stuff. And yeah, he just... Ugh. It's so good to be able to, you know, take take the steps just to get higher and then show your your work back to these people that you respect and admire. And they, you know, when they show pride in that, that, that just feels good. Oh, that's nice. awesome, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it definitely seems kind of warranted when you think of, like, all the people in uh, Fire Force that teaches Shinra to be a better... Uh member of squad eight and stuff like that huh yeah yeah inra is just a cool dude he's 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 an outsider you know he's got that um initial uh expectations that everybody sees from him because he's got these red eyes these sharp teeth this smile whenever things go are when think bad things are happening and they see him as this devil but then he proves himself to be a trustworthy hero and he, he he brings all these people onto his side just because you know he's got the heart and not it's not necessarily what you see on the outside and that's great yeah how was it uh working on fire force knowing that it was the spiritual successor to one of the more popular animes out there in soul eater because honestly considering that it like after the years that have passed between soul eater and now with fire force you could have told me that they were like back to back. They look almost exactly the same. I love the aesthetic. <laughs> it looks amazing. So I'm curious on how you felt when you were like watching everything for like the first time. Like, wow, this, well, this you really see the style. 
it really helps if you if you read any of the mangas the the detail work that he did on each manga the, these individual beautiful panels incredibly illustrated and rendered and then really well animated in general like these great parts of these things just not just perfectly uh, illustrated it, it it still holds the heart of it you know it's not just a one-to-one copy but it's um Whenever I was reading it, and then I saw these sequences, uh, particularly, you know, the, the first, uh, uh, you know, when he's fighting the first demons and stuff, it's just like, wow, this is, uh, it's so beautiful. And to, and the sound design, once that starts kicking in, I know, um, it's just, when you're in the booth, and you see these lines, and, and you've, you've come from, uh, you know, from reading the manga and seeing these illustrations, uh, when, when I recorded, um, because it's a simul dub, we hadn't heard any of the Japanese uh, yet, really. So it was almost like creating, you know, our version of of that without trying to stick, you know, too heavily one to one of, you know, a Japanese dub. So uh, it was very inspiring watching how faithfully the illustrations came onto the um, into the animation of the anime. And I feel like that's something that David Productions does really well since they've uh, adapted JoJo as well. And like with how yeah. visually stunning that those series are, I think they were able to kind of grab that same type of uh, enthusiasm with Fire Force. And I'm glad to hear that you felt the same way watching it with how close it was with the manga. Yeah, e- even the very first episode, I mean, just walk, you know, watching him when he sees this uh, unknown to him, really, the, you know, the Fire Force uh the, the team from, you know, uh, I think it's Company 8, uh, whenever he sees them and he's getting off of the train and he, he comes to rush to their aid. It's, it's so faithful. And, and uh, it's that without much dialogue, you know, when Sheena first shows up, it, gosh, it just tells such a great story, you know, without having to say much just because of the incredible visuals and yeah. sound. Yeah, no, it, it, it grabs me every time. I'm sure Sketch would agree that, like, I think the part that was like the most visually and like like visually appealing sounding and like sound most appealing to the ears was when the fire was really used. I'm sure Sketch would agree because I think that's what I really found. Like, there's two things with Fire Force that I found super interesting, and one being with the fire, with how like normally when you see fire in an anime, it's very you know generic. You know, you'll have your big explosion with a lot of like special effects when it comes to anime, but here it's like revered so much with like how the warmth that the sun gives. You know the dangers that come with it, but yet the positives that come through fire as well, you know, like cooking and all that kind of stuff. And it's just the way that right. they put a lot of emphasis in it, I think was really, really something with both, not only the sight, but the sound. I'm, I'm sure you saw that and heard that too. Well, I think, yeah, the fire in all its forms is really its its own character in, in the show. Mm. It's just so stylized, if, uh, I feel. I mean, you know, it's just kind of one of these these things where fire is the main part of the universe everybody's not everybody but a lot of people tind to have these powers you know when a third generation pyrokinetic comes in and he's able to shoot this fire out of the feet it's not just generic fire it it, it almost represents him particularly as he begins to grow uh, his powers you know these incredible wings start showing up in the shape of fire oh good stuff I think uh, it was like it really is, especially, like, I wouldn't say Shinra is, like, a, a different type of, like, protagonist that you get, because, like, you know, you've seen your youthful exuberant, but I do 
like not, not necessarily his smiling and danger part, but he does seem somewhat different than what I'm used to when it comes to protagonists. And I'm, I'm curious on how you kind of felt how he was growing and how you were growing with the character. If you saw any kind of like what makes him like really special, at least to like fans of the show even too. Well, I feel like um, he's very well. He he's got this familial connection to why he's in it, right? So mm-hmm. like his, you know, his brother, especially in the beginning, you know, he he thinks his brother's dead. His his mom was killed by fire, and he he he's he's traumatized. You know, he's coming in it as a traumatized character, and so he doesn't exactly know how to. Um, represent himself i guess he, he knows he's got the heart you know he's got the heart for it but he, he he's just trying to figure out how to be a person in the world you know he's a he's a hero that doesn't know how to like he wants to be the hero and he's got the heart of it but he's so <laughs> socially awkward because people have kind of chastised him all his life just for being the way he is i guess you know it, uh, particularly you know for his smile and stuff and so he he holds back a lot. I feel you know, um, like if we if we were going to therapy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he tries to kind of hold on to stuff. Yeah, he's he's very uh, he, he has a very quiet demeanor most of the time to kind of combat people's expectations. I think. Yeah, you know, and he he says these these he wants to be a hero and these heroic personas, but. In a way, it's him trying to psych him. Maybe, like he believes that he can, but at the same time, nobody else has really told him that he can. So it's like he's trying to psych himself into doing these things to mm-hmm. be a hero. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No. It's and it's just not only him, but the entire world in Fire Force seems to be the most fascinating. The the thing, and I was talking to Sketch before the podcast or before this interview, I should say. I think the thing that really draws me and maybe even others to Fire Force is this kind of uh, mixture of first responders and religion. It's not something you, oh, yeah. you generally see in an anime. Usually you would see kind of like one side against religion and kind of like pushing back. Like certain magical index comes to mind where you have the science world and the religious world kind of at odds with each other. But in Fire Force, they did this wonderful job of telling a story that combines, you know, the heroism of first responders as well as like adding a, a touch of religion in there too. I, I just find it so fascinating that they were able to do it in a way that I thought was very, not only tasteful, but just very compelling. And I'm, I'm curious if you feel the same way, if you enjoyed it, didn't, or anything along those lines. I think it, it's particularly creative with the different, uh, you know, the different companies has, have, uh, like you've got one that's entirely religious and then they, they start to mingle, you know, because each, each company has to have, uh, I guess um oh what do, what do we call them the uh i'll just say the nuns at this point <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry uh so we've got these these scientists and the religious folks and and they're all mingling so it creates an interesting um you know pulling on on multiple sides to keep uh i feel like the story is able to have new fresh ideas just because it's not just one side against everything there's a lot of shades of gray with the different companies um like ibana you know she she thinks she's she's kind of maybe bad guy but not really everybody's just got their own particular desires and so just watching that uh pulling in those directions plus some people 
in the series, you know, absolutely hate the idea of the religious side, which is, you know, uh, interesting because it gives them something to, to fight up against. But I find that the most success, it, to me, it seems, is when everybody pulls together, which I think, like, particularly for Shinra's, like, uh, Company A, I, I find some of the best moments happen to be when everybody is just having those uh, personal growth moments and, 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 and growing together. Uh, so you've got, you know, the religious side plus, you know, the science side and uh, um, and just, you know, the heroic pyrotechnic side. And then you've got people without any powers also on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, Captain Obi. Cool. Yeah, yeah o- Obi's the man. He works out. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, like, and between these big fights is when the really interesting character development, uh, for me personally, goes. So, um, I know we kind of strayed into an interesting territory, but yeah, I find that just that, you know, these pushing and pulling in, in the various different directions, uh, religiously and, and scientifically and heroically, it really helps to uh, give an interesting balance to the show. So it's not just kind of, you know, just too one-sided. Mm. And it's it gives, it, it made me at least pause to think about, like you were saying, the different types of pulls you get from Fire Force instead of just the straight beat-em-up shonen that uh, we're generally accustomed to when you look at, you know, like, like a fairy tale, like a uh, One Piece, things along those lines. It, it, it really does. If you if you watch and like really like think about it, it really makes you think. And I, I enjoy shows that kind of make you think more about than what you're seeing on the surface. Personally, that's just me. But <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Shinra's not perfect. He's a he's got his own flaws. Maybe it's because of his his strange psychological upbringing, because of you know the loss of his parents and stuff. So. Like, I feel like imperfect characters, I find, are, are really compelling to me to watch. Did you have a favorite squad to watch besides Company 8, of course? But did you, were there any other squads through the first, uh, for the first season that you were just like, oh man, I want to see more of these guys, they're fun? Well, I love watching Hibana. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, in terms of sheer entertainment... <laughs> <laughs> just watching her step over people uh just the funniest weirdest world building i love it uh, uh let me think um i mean i really liked i mean because some of these companies they're in, they seem incredibly overpowered until uh you know you start to see that you know no ho- no house is perfect you know, uh, how about you? What, what do you think? What, what, what's some of your most interesting favorites? So I can um, think about that. That's an interesting thought. I. <laughs> well, I mean, Company One for me. You know, yeah. That was mm. when we got there and like when Shinra kind of proved himself in a sense, even though he really didn't do much. But when he proved himself, when he was fighting the captain, I was yeah, like, captain Bur- yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And like the action for it was really interesting, too. And I really yeah, and liked- everybody in that house. Like I said, uh, they're incredibly overpowered, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed. And um, why, you, know, you wonder why, you know, some of the machinations, why some things aren't working until you start to see other things. I, I love Captain Burns. He's just one of my favorite characters in the show. He's so stoic, but whew, what a badass. Yeah, I, I like the 
it's very old school, but like sometimes you just need that like Clint Eastwood type of character where they're just mm. they're, they're solemn, <laughs> they're badass, but they mean well and they do this. Like I love it. So like to me, I was like I said, I'm very biased with picking that, but like I found especially that whole arc when you find out the the traitor for it too. It was just I felt it was very compelling, and to me, it was really right. what kind of thread the needle for Fire Force. Yeah, yeah, Company One. I mean, they. I mean, Burns. He, you know, even to the very last episode of season one, he, he's got important things to do. He's great. I, I On that topic, I was about to say, Sketch I, has a I, very important question here. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the one you're thinking of, but I actually, on that topic, because at the end of that season, you get that fight with Burns, and Burns is like, all right, now I can tell you about this. Do you think he was right to wait? Do you think Shinra would have just gone off and gotten himself killed if he hadn't learned this so many years later? Well... I feel like Captain Burns, in his wisdom, he knows that somehow that I would have, or Shinra would have, yeah, like you said, gone off and gotten himself killed, you know, with, without gaining the, the knowledge of how to fight up against those things. Um, I mean, it's a whole lot of trauma. The trauma, he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't be who he is without the trauma, <laughs> Shinra. Uh I mean, like Spider-Man and Uncle Ben. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and to learn, you know, the the plot twist of, you know, that. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I hope everybody's seen uh, season one. You go ahead. The DVD's out right now. You go ahead and get that Blu-ray. It's time. Now's the time. <laughs> you you get that on the internet. You can watch it. You can stream it right now. I'm funny, but uh, when yeah, when when the not only you know of course his his brother is alive, but his his mom is still, you know, alive mm. and in this in this this other world. <laughs> That's I mean, if 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 when he's a little kid, just to say, oh, "Hey, kid, your mom got turned into a demon. She's in this other universe. Uh, your brother, we don't really know about him, but I think he's being brainwashed." I mean, what would you even do with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> True. He'd walk. Shinru would immediately walk over. He would. He would try to fight something. And like he said, he'd probably. Get, he. He would have gotten throttled. And he. He's got this. You know. He's connected to his brother and. You know. The. The. You know. This land of where he's connected to. Uh, I, I. I personally feel that you know. Um, he didn't. I don't think Shinru liked it, but I think it was probably necessary for him to hold back that information. But, I mean, he could have, like, told him a little bit, you know, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, there's probably a middle ground in there somewhere yeah. between telling him when he's a little kid and <laughs> waiting yeah, until... Yeah, there's a Dr. <laughs> Phil, they should have gone on and had a little chat maybe a couple of months before that big fight. They should have gone Now, on. Captain Burns, <laughs> why didn't you tell Shinra sooner? <laughs> what you need to do, Burns, is just take off your patch and talk to him. Use a little bit of love. <laughs> oh, no. I'm actually, uh, I'm pretty good, uh, decent friends with the, the guy that plays Burns. His name's Phil Parsons. He is just a funny, he's a funny, dry guy in real life. And so uh, it's it's so fun to go into the booth. I don't get to act with him, but I know him. So I can, I get to, you know, kind of feel his interesting choices as he's, you know, as I'm acting off of his, you know, perhaps pre-recorded lines or, or I I kind of feel like how I know he's going to react in this situation. Nice. Um, yeah, he's a cool dude, and I've always had fun with him. 
he yeah he totally kicks butt as Bryce. Oh yeah, no, I, I I definitely enjoyed his performance. It reminded me a lot of um, Blood Blockade Battlefront that he yes, had. like I love that absolutely, the absolutely. yeah the, well right right but I just. I love when he gets to kind of do the, that archetype. It's it's very good. So I, I do see what you're saying uh, when it comes to that. But uh, no, what I was thinking Sketch was going to ask is who your who you think best girl of Fire Force is. Me yeah, who him. wins the waifu war? Right. Like we're in an agreement to who we would pick. So we're curious if you're on the same idea. Well, I mean, I always like the the strong gals myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with, uh, let's say, I'll say, I'll say Maki. Yeah. Yes. Ah, you are also a man of culture. That is who we <laughs> No contest, I mean, every, man. It's every no contest. actor is incredible, but man, she's fun, she's smart, she plays with her little tiny, you know, fire, uh. Sputter, yeah. Uh, so cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, she, she, you know, she's kind of, she's not quite as, she's green. She's, you know, she, she wants to do good, but she, man, she can, she can kick ass. And I love that. She's not a, a character in need of being rescued. She's just great. Yeah. <laughs> I love a kick ass uh, character and she's just one of my favorites. She definitely... As the man Spike Spiegel said, I love a woman who can kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely took over Toonami Twitter for sure. Uh, did you enjoy any yeah. of the uh, lines if you got to hear them beforehand with uh, Arthur? Like, did did you enjoy getting to play off of uh, Arthur's character and Eric Vale when it comes to that? Because I, I found their relationship <laughs> hysterical, especially towards the beginning. Yeah, yeah you know, th- there's... When you go in to do one of these sessions, you never quite know who's going to have the lines down first. But he's so funny. Eric is, he's just got, he's um, brilliant delivery on his uh, heroic buffoonery. It's just, it's so fun to have a person to make fun of before. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like comedy gold between us whenever they're <laughs> just the hate. But also not exactly hate, but hate at the same time. Right. <laughs> He's great fun. Yeah. Arthur, that son of a gun. Onion-headed son of a... <laughs> uh, and w- kind of one last thing, at least for me with Fire Force. How fun was it to kind of learn about, like, firefighters themselves, especially considering the considering the kind of job that they have, you know, and how dangerous and how they really are, even, like, they don't need to be using fire to fight, but they're heroes even today, and you're able to kind of portray that role in, in a way that I think it really speaks volumes to the, to the job itself. You know, uh, it's, it's really, um, it's interesting because literally we're doing almost the opposite. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're fighting, we're literally fighting fire with fire. We're like, we're the fire force. We burn, but we save uh, I, I, all kidding aside, whenever we, we started, we got to visit when we were doing some promo stuff after we, I think we'd recorded maybe the second or uh, third episode. We went to a firehouse and we got to hang out and um, uh, actually, you know, put on some of the uh, firefighting equipment. And uh, it was a great time. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's good to be... Whenever you see, like, a fire truck in my mind 
you know that there there's some very selfless people that are just they you have to literally live at a firehouse for these you know when it, when an alarm happens and you have to go and uh, fight that fire and it it's it's interesting seeing the juxtaposition particularly uh, you know in the episodes when we find people that have become overwhelmed by you know the fire uh it's not that we're killing this person we're saving their soul um and we're doing it to help we're also trying to uh bring comfort and a proper end a noble end to these people who have become something you know fire demon and because you know they're they're someone's parents particularly uh you know first set first and second episodes uh, their they're parents their siblings they're people that are loved and there's just there's literally barely any of them left in there so you want to protect their soul so they can be released uh in terms of you know being an actual fire person um you know when when you show up you're not just doing fire you're also uh doing uh you know, resuscitation and, and saving lives for people that have, you know, even if there's not a fire, it, it's a very noble uh, place to to, uh, to work and live. And it's incredibly um, taxing on in, in the real world on the emotional system, you know, because uh, you've got to walk into incredible situations all day. And um, I try to use that whenever I uh, uh, in, in my uh, role as Shinra. Just to try to, you know, understand that I'm not just going in to kick ass, even though he does. Hmm. He definitely does. But yeah, but at this, but he he's also trying to be noble to the soul that's inside and to the the family members that might be watching outside. And um, yeah, it, it's trying to find that nobility, you know, sincere no, nobility, and not thinking of yourself as a a, a cool dude like Arthur always is. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the rivalry still still acts now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I see Eric fail. I trip. Bombs? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, constantly. That's good. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Phillips loves a good bomb. That'll probably if if he has his way, things will sneak out. But yeah, I have my doubts. Any any will 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 leak out. But it's all it's all in good fun. Of course, I feel like Obi would be the best. When it comes to bombs, <laughs> that's for sure. Especially when it comes to him lifting them weights. He lifts. He's the best. <laughs> Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it wasn't just Fire Force that you've been on that's been on Toonami. Uh, you were also mm-hmm. on Dragon Ball Super. And I, I asked yeah, this Dragon with, Ball Super. I asked this with everyone who's been in the cast, like especially with like some of the newer characters that comes out. What's it like being on such a you know iconic franchise that literally I think the whole world now knows? Like you can't say you've never heard of this and like you don't watch anime. I feel like everybody knows Dragon Ball. Once I booked Dragon Ball Super as a character, I that now we were talking about Shinra, you know, being excited and stuff. Well, this was a little bit before that, and it took a while for things to come out. But when that happened, oh man, everybody I know knows at least what Dragon Ball is, right? So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm doing a little, what are you in, you in this? Uh, yeah, you ever heard of it? No. How about Dragon Ball? They're like, oh. They get very (laughs) excited. Their little ears perk right up. Uh, And, uh, of course, Dragon Ball is, uh, at least the 
the character that I did. I did, I did three characters. I did a uh, Ro, uh, another cool dude, uh, Rabanra, this uh, red, uh, nice guy from. No, none of these, none of these people ended well for them. But uh, and, and I want to say uh, Koitsukai. He's a this robot guy. Yeah, one eye. Mm-hmm. But Ro, the Grand Poobah of the Ninth Universe, he is a ball of energy is what he was screamy talking about the trio of danger it was in just right off the bat i expected intensity because i i um i auditioned for that one from my house and i uh i was just screaming up a storm trying not to let my neighbors think that i was like you know being murdered (laughs) 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 but yeah i i did that and i was like man that felt really good I, i think i could do that character and then, yeah, they called me in for that one, and it was very exciting to, to record for that and, and meet some of those people. And uh, it's recorded in its own special studio area. So just walking in, they've got all this, you know, history of Dragon Ball, these little statues and toys and stuff. And you're like, wow, I'm, I, this is definitely part of something. I can't, I can't never be un, unlinked to Dragon Ball now. And, uh, you know, while he didn't exactly last forever, unfortunately... <laughs> Kind of disappeared. He was erased. Oh no! It was incredibly uh, fun. Hey, there's a chance he'll come back, but I, I have my. Thoughts. They all came back at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, they all came back. It's true. It's true. But then that's the end of Super. <laughs> yeah. For now. But there's always oh, well, video games. That's there's true. There's always yeah. That's right. That that's right. There's always video games, and um, the beauty of voice acting is I can be somebody else, and I'll just show up and do it again. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> at least one other Toonami show that you were in that you... Uh, I'm not sure if many people would have realized or anything like that, but uh, Mimic for uh, My Hero Academia. Did you... Uh, yeah. Did you enjoy, like... Because that, that... I mean, those villains were so creepy. I loved it. Yes. Um, so Colleen Clinkenbeard called me in. I had done some work with her. Of course, she's she's Hibana on, on Fire Force, and we've mm-hmm. done other work together. She's great. She, called, she was uh, doing the ADR directing for that. And um, she said, she told me about this character. The very first time I came in, I think it was a really quick session. But, like, we were just trying to quickly find some character notes. And she, she had some ideas. And um, it go, she said, he goes really high and really low and just goes crazy in between. Sometimes. At some point, he becomes a building. You'll see. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> so we were trying to just, I was just spitballing ideas, and then we came up with the very first thing, you know, just kind of mysterious. Because Mimic, if you if you saw him on My Hero Academia, he is precious. <laughs> he looks like a little, initially, he looks like this little <laughs> little tiny penguin in a little little plague mask. He's tiny, and he's counting money, and, and he talks like this, and he's just kind of, you know, kind of smart aleck, and he's nice, and then he gets crazy. And then he screams, and then that was... <laughs> Right on the edge of both of my highs and lows. So, you know, I, I was using the lowest part of my diaphragm and screaming as loud as I could. But there are lines that were as high as I could go and as low as I could go, as loud as I could go, all in like seven seconds. God, that was intense. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of challenge. But, man, I'm glad I warmed up for that. They, they bring it on my hero, those those villains, let me tell you. So for the low voice, you they didn't do anything? It, it was all you? Only when, so he's he, he becomes in the building and he starts, there's this long scream sound. They they did some modifications for that. But yes, mm-hmm. I can, 
I can go much, much lower. But when I'm feeling, it's like my, my morning bear voice. Hmm. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. When I wake up, I'm much lower. But then as I get happy, I suddenly turn into a, a anime uh, middle schooler. Yeah. <laughs> There's a time when that was like that. airing on Toonami, people were like, is that Richard Horvitz? <laughs> <laughs> Like no, that's Derek Snow. Yeah, it was a uh, great challenge. Great challenge. And technically, he's not—he's not dead. He's fine. He's just, yeah, he's, he's good. He's yeah. No. He'll be back. He's gonna—he's gonna embody whatever he can. Purses, hats, whatever, whatever you got. Literally bodies. <laughs> that's Cruise such a great description. It. it was entirely accurate. Very. <laughs> But I like all the internet. People draw it. Mimic's just the most precious little character, so he, he gets drawn a lot. I see. They, I get sent all kinds of cute little stuff. Oh, really? That's so cool. Uh, yeah. He, I, I'm telling you, Mimic needs to be like this cute little plush. It'll get, it'll it'll sell like gangbusters. He's just so <laughs> precious for a little bastard. You, you know who he reminds me of, and this is interesting because of Soul Eater. Excalibur. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, definitely looks like him. Yeah, but, uh, I I really appreciate your performance as that one monkey on Doctor Stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was I, I want to say also Kyle Phillips was one of the other monkeys. I can't remember who the other one was. Great times, yeah, just just meaningless, silly, crazy ass screaming. It's it's one of my specialties. I can't help it. <laughs> Does that count yeah. as like a Wallace session? Even though no, no, working? no, they, 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 it was, a, it was, it was a short session, but uh, that was, um, I want to say, Clifford Chapin, who I, I'm now doing. Uh, well, there's a little bit of a, uh, we're on a little downtime, but another small anime called Smile Down the Runway that I'm. Oh, I love it. I love that <laughs> show. But yeah, yeah Cliff, that's great. Clifford, yeah, he brought me in and was like, yeah, just be insane. Perfect. <laughs> I got it. But you can yeah. also pull off this really tender acting that you do, Absolutely. like in Smile Down the Runway, and some of Shinra's lines, too. I those, noticed, are, uh, those are some of my favorite. I, I love being, I don't know, I feel like anime could use, you know, as, as much sincerity as possible. You know, mm. there, there's so many high, big moments and so many, you know... Um, it's you know the anime it tends to be intense, but I love those those as sincere real moments that that bring tenderness. You know, those those are some of my personal favorites, particularly with with Shinra when, you know, he's he's doing you know family building and stuff at Company Eight or, uh, yeah, Smile Down the Runway. It's nothing but it's great. I love that stuff. Yeah, but I can also scream. I was yep. gonna say like you could hear that in like uh, Is That of the Last Witch too. Which I, I, I love that show. I, that, that, I wish Toonami could have gotten it at the time, but I, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy the kind of story that your character had in it because he, he's, you know, spy, he becomes friendly with everyone, and then it's like, oh, it's like a classic love story where all of a sudden yeah. everything goes falling apart. Those were one of, uh, whenever I was, you know, getting a little more regular work with Funimation, I, f- I felt like they almost cast me just because it kind of looked like me and had my name almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Rickard, blonde hair, shaggy, that guy. Yeah, let's make him Rickard. But yeah, I, w- I was able to uh, hopefully exceed their expectations because, I, yeah, I really liked that that guy 
it was a real oh, i love that bittersweet stuff no i thought i thought it was really good very good storytelling with that you know, i'm sure like I mean, like I said, like even though shows that weren't on Tanami, but is there any one that you really enjoyed that you thought should, or maybe could get a push eventually by fans? Some uh, something that either you were you what, in or weren't in, anything like that. If a Halloween ever rolls around, they every, everybody needs to see it's a, it's a bit intense, but Angels of Death, oh. Angels of Death is a real interesting. Like it's got great performances. Each character is crazy, but they're also in, incredibly endearing. And if, <laughs> if you don't know what Angels of Death is, uh, it's based on a like a, I want to say like a, a mobile game, but man, I think it was an RPG Maker yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's it. That's it. RPG Maker game. And uh, I played this character named Doctor Danny, who's just he starts out so sincere. I think that's why I, I got cast because. I just sound like I'm smiling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I've seen this. I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just, he a couple of subtle hints about eyeball. Oh, your your eyes sparkle. Your, oh, those peepers, so nice. And then he goes full lunatic, eyes scraping out. He's got extra eyeballs. He's crazy. And then he just gets murdered, or so you assume. And then he comes back. Almost every episode, he's great. That was one of oh, I love I loved that that show. It's intense, but it it's it's like it's kind of funny. It's dark. It would, but it's 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 definitely like a Halloween kind of time. So like, because it, it's kind of spooky and dark and bloody and gross. It's it's perfect. It'd be perfect right. for late night tsunami. I, I love Halloween stuff, and oddly I enough, that. I got that sense. So I'm going to be reviewing it very soon. <laughs> That's going to be real fun. Oh, that's awesome though. That's a that's a fantastic choice because I liked it. I thought it was like it, it was very reminiscent to like the cheesy kind of Halloween movies that have a certain charm to it. So, yeah, like, a little bit. I, I loved it. I loved it. And, and Dallas Reed screaming all the time. I mean, we get that with Austin. Yes. So I mean, by and all means, I think I think that show forever changed how Dallas talks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little bit more gravelly from yeah, now. Just on. a little gravelly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that adds character and tone. Good job. Hmm. call that <laughs> plot development i like it yes yes he's, he's seen some things <laughs> oh, um, man. well derek i would like to say sure. is there anything you would like to promote that fans should check out that you obviously can say <laughs> well uh like i said uh fire force very recently came out on a uh, blu-ray and dvd so you can go ahead and order that you go to town there's some really great extras and stuff that we did for it uh I'm not sure. I haven't gotten it yet because I haven't been back to Funimation since it came out. Because I, I, you know, I get a chance to check out a copy for myself. But I hear really great things about it. Um, I had some great conventions that were just around the corner that, <laughs> <laughs> because of this beautiful uh, at-home <clears throat> Corona fun, uh, I was going to go to Chicago in May. Uh, but I believe if things go my way. Uh, we've still got SAC Anime. That's going to be way in September. Uh, that'll be in Sacramento, and I'll be there for that. There's a chance in July uh, I might be visiting uh, Anime Expo. Oh, no uh, um, Because 
as if everything goes according to plan, Fire Force is just around the corner. Great stuff is going to happen. And uh, when we get back to it, we're going to finish off um, episodes of Plunderer that I uh, did some character stuff on. Uh, so that'll be around the corner if we get back in. Uh, more Smile Down the Runway. We'll finish off that season. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, if you like uh, to hear me as weird characters, uh, there's a great anime called Radiant that just uh, uh, I, I think it's going to hit. It just finished off the season. I was I was Mr. Boobry, the little precious green dragon. Oh, buddy. my oh, gosh. You were Mr. Yeah. Boobry. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even realize. Oh, oh my God. God. And, uh, yeah, Fire Force, it's all it's all good. Man, there's so much good stuff that's just around the corner. If we Once we just get around this staying at home all the time, going to be fantastic. In the meanwhile, I think all of my fellow voice actors, we've been just making sure that we set up for these uh, our home studios so we can try to do some work from home. Um, I can't really talk about any stuff that I've actually done from home, but uh, right. all good, more around the corner. I can't wait to get out of my house and say hi to people in person someday <laughs> hug again but meanwhile yeah. the internet is fantastic and what would we do without the internet right now oh god i, I, I had no idea what zoom was until like uh, two months ago and now i have never zoomed so much in my life <laughs> <laughs> well we certainly hope that uh the convention scene can kind of pick back up because i know that a lot of us at tsunami faithful are trying to get to anime expo as well so that would be yeah, yeah, um, it, and for other conventions, I have an awesome representation uh, with uh, conventions, etc. Uh, it's all on my Twitter. You can you can find me at um, at Snow Eyes on Twitter, and on Instagram, I'm on Studio Sound, and eh, that's good enough. <laughs> Snow Eyes, really? Snow Eyes, yeah, S N O W E Y E S. I just because Dr. Danny. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes, no eyes. <laughs> is that at all related, or is that just I a happy wish. coincidence? It is a wonderful coincidence. I happen to be an artist, and, and my my biggest uh, great success initially, I did like a series of like 100 eyes, so it just perfectly fits my life. Oh. <laughs> Weird. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we see some method acting was involved. I get it. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so you I got, got a, a bunch of eyeballs in a jar yeah, yeah. in your place, uh, you know. Yeah, SnowEyes.com. Yeah, you can see all the eyes you want. There's some Dr. Danny on there. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Derek, I want to just say thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I hope it wasn't too painful. I hope you were able to have have an enjoyable time. It was very I, – I at least enjoyed it. I hope I hope you did as well. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's been my pleasure. I love talking about this stuff and getting a chance to – be a little silly for anime yeah but hey that's all we can ask for and i certainly cannot wait for more fire force to join the block i'm sure sketch feels the same way at least i hope he does if he doesn't i'm looking forward to coming back i know you know interesting stuff happening at the end of that season oh man it ended on a great place and yeah there's some really uh fun uh performances that i i I, if you read ahead on the manga that that i can't wait i'm I'm just so stoked for that stoked i get it Well, I was just gonna say, you uh, sound I, just, I can't you... wait for all the fire memes. Uh, there's there's so many on my Twitter right, uh, when Fire Force kicks around. Oh, we like. I'll be feeling the burn. Oh no, not the pun. <laughs> That's hot. Oh boy. <laughs> Somebody in the booth like, this is why I'm hot. Oh, this okay. is why I'm hot. <laughs> well, in post, you you can easily do that. <laughs> 
but yeah. once again, thank you for taking the time with us, Derek. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Feel free to check out the Tsunami People podcast. Make sure you check where we post all of our interviews there, all of our podcast episodes, as well as Demon Slayer podcast episodes. And hopefully we'll be hearing Derek more on more than just Fire Force 2 later in the future. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a nice day. <laughs>